Leaders come in all different shapes, sizes, and styles. There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Our goal is to connect with those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others, to learn about their unique style, and to provide our listeners with inspiration to lead. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. We have a very special group of people here today. Last week, we completed our first uh, partner. It was a two versus one uh, podcast recording. And this is, we're stepping up our game here. We have four wonderful people from New Britain Parks and Recreation. Uh, four people I've gotten to know, you know, pretty well over the years uh, between, uh, you know, our involvement with the Connecticut Recs and Park Association, working with um, the different staff teams for after school and, and camp groups and uh, working with their summer campers. So it's, it's a very exciting day. I'm heavily outnumbered here on this episode right here, but uh, very excited to introduce our listeners to Maggie Winarski. Ashley Wooten, Megan Dowling, and Lindsay Smida from New Britain Parks and Recreation. Ladies, thanks for joining me today. How are you all doing? Doing good. Thanks for having us. Oh, my pleasure. This is really exciting. I'm super pumped to take part in it. I'm very excited to have you too. This is going to be a really good one. So before we dive into it, we are obviously in the middle of an extremely challenging time from health and safety, but also, you know, looking at what you all do as, you know, program coordinators, both at the after school level and then at the summer level, there's been a lot of things that have either been put on standby and there's a lot of questions out there. Before we get into any of that stuff, just a personal check-in. How are you doing? Every, uh, healthy? Is, are your family members healthy? And Maggie, just to, we'll start with you. How, how's everybody doing here during this tough COVID-19 time? You know, we're reestablishing how we're doing uh, the work that we do here in our careers. Um, you know, there's, there's challenges to that, but there's always, you know, some challenges at home too. If you've got kids, little ones at home, um, if you're caring for, you know, older folks um, in your life. So, you know, there's, there's a lot going on in uh, the world these days. And I think the key to that is just being informed and being flexible and keeping a, a really positive outlook. So, you know, we're just doing the best we can. Absolutely. And uh, Maggie, you have two young ones at home, Nicholas and Lily. Yeah. How, are, how is the whole homeschool or, or distance learning situation going for you all? I miss their teachers so bad. I go home from work and I have to learn all about cross-pollination of bees and penguin habitats and uh, lots of different things. Last night we were studying Haiti. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guidance I have to provide that it the you know the teachers in the school system you know would be uh doing if they were able to and be hands-on so it's a challenge like anything else and it's something we're going to get through absolutely absolutely what about you ashley how's how's the health you hanging in there with the COVID 19 situation yeah i'm doing good um i have just been trying to keep a positive outlook um i learned a lot from having a positive outlook this past year especially um being a um cancer uh surviving through cancer last year um i had non-hodgkin's lymphoma so um 
that has just created a whole new world for me. And um, keeping a positive attitude was what got me through. So coming out of that and having a positive attitude, I think has definitely been getting me through this time. Um, but here at work, you know, just recreating what things look like on a daily basis. And like Maggie said, being flexible, I think that's also one of the biggest things. And just taking each day at a time. Great, great wisdom there. And it's so great to see you back. And uh, um, obviously that, you know, the tough challenge to come back from, but the the positive outlook. And I know you had a ton of support both at home and and in New Britain, uh, Parks and Recreation. So it's obviously awesome to have you back. Most definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. And then Miss Dowling, Megan Dowling, how are we doing with the whole COVID-19 situation? You know, we're here. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, these are some heavy times. And I, I think that the outlook of definitely taking it one day at a time is really something that um, I've been putting stock in. I, I can't do much more other than what's presented to me today. And I think that's just helpful with just getting through every single day that we, you know, continue to report to work and with our families and things like that. We can't overthink things. It is what it is right now. You know, we've all been saying it. Our work has been recreated in so many different ways. Uh, We definitely worked really closely with you uh, the past couple of weeks and training our staff in a very different format. So we're really doing things that we're not used to doing. And that's, it's a challenge. And that's kind of a a good challenge. Without a doubt. And I think everybody's been uh, forced out of their routine and out of their comfort zone. And, and so far we're three for three with you have one option or another option. You can you know, do your best and try to make the most out of it or you know, let the circumstances dictate you to a point where you, you can't do your job. And it's great to hear we're three for three so far with the positive outlook right there. And we're going to finish up, Lindsay, last but not least, of course, how are you doing? How's the family doing? Everybody hanging in there right now? Yeah, everyone's hanging in there. Um, you know, I, I'll be, well, I'll make us four for four. I, um, I'm a, I have a very positive outlook. I try really hard to be a glass half full kind of girl. Um, but you know, it, this is, this is hard. This is hard times right now. Um, you know, I have someone who is very strict in her routine and I have a lot of personal goals and trying to, reshape what that is and how I can achieve them and try to reshape what my professional goals are and kind of what my professional life looks like right now is it's definitely challenging but you know like Megan said taking it one day at a time and um, trying to look forward to more positive times and trying to, to you know build yourself up every day and get the job done. Great, great answer. And yes, four for four, you kept the streak alive. I appreciate it. It's been, we all, um, and I, you know, obviously I work in the outdoors and you all oversee and, and, and run, you know, both after school and summer programming in New Britain there. It's, it's so the biggest challenge is it's been difficult to not be in front of those, whether it's, you know, the elementary school or middle school students that you serve. Um, and the amount of screen time right now has been a not the most welcome change of pace. So I think we're all in this thing together and the better we all can stick together, the better we all will be able to get through it. You've all touched on it, kind of having to recreate how recreation is done in the city of New Britain. Uh, The after-school programs have stopped, obviously school's out. What have you done? Give us an idea as uh, into some of the specific changes that you've tried to implement 
you know, now that you're not face to face and in front of the, the, the youths that you serve normally? We have done a ton of things to just keep connected with our families and our students. We miss them. Um, you know, we want to make sure that our site staff are still continuing the relationships that they develop throughout the after school program year. And so that was the biggest thing for us right out the gates. We knew we weren't going to be in program, but we needed to stay connected to our families. Um, and we did that in a variety of ways, um, sending home hello and birthday cards to our kids. Um, just emailing our families to, to let them know that, we, um, that we're here. We're getting contact information from them that's the most up-to-date, so the newest phone numbers, the newest email address, the newest mailing um, addresses. We've sent home flyers, kind of, hey, we're still all in this together. Uh, one of the biggest things that we did a couple weeks back is this became like a factory in here, and we created about 300 arts and craft kits um, that we then had delivered to all of our after-school participants' homes. Um, along with those craft kits, we created about a 75-page activity packet for all the kids. Um, and then Earth Day was just what, last week. We also sent home some uh, seeds with a little pot for them to grow their own flowers. Fun stuff that the staff have been doing, not only just calling them and saying hi, but we've had a honk and holler. <laughs> so the staff have created a route and drove by their kids' homes. They honked, they hollered, they decorated their cars. Their kids were absolutely in love with it. So we're staying connected. I think that's the biggest part is that they know that we're still here for them. That's great. That's great. And then I, I've noticed uh, quite an uptick on social media, whether it be daily activities or videos from the staff members to the campers. Ashley, tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the use of social media and how that's gone so far for you all and then also the families in the, com uh, in the community there in New Britain. So um, Facebook has been our main social media outlet that we've always used. Um, that's where we have most of our followers. So we really started to hype up the posts on there. Um, we started doing some daily activities um, and we've done a question of the day each day. And that's really just gotten some interaction. Um, just posting a silly question of the day um, just takes your mind off of what's really going on and just like, okay, do I want to be a frog or a squirrel? I don't know which one would I want to be. Um, so just thinking of those silly little things and taking a minute in your day just to kind of forget about what's going on and answer that silly question. We've been doing different things where we do like throwback pictures um, and posting pictures of our kids and letting them know that we miss them, posting videos. Um, we started a TikTok where we have some of our staff um, that have been really creative in creating some videos um, with dance moves and stuff like that to post and we share that on Facebook as well. Um, we had our staff actually make videos and like just regular videos to post and those had different things that they were doing at home to share with the kids um, to let them know what they've been up to during quarantine. Um, so just trying to still be creative in that way with social media. It's one of the biggest outlets to be able to connect with people. So we're continuing to keep up with the times and just trying to create new ways of connection. It's been great from an outsider being able to follow along and I have a pre we've had some good reciprocal, I think, uh, digital activities, which is always fun. But for anybody that's on Facebook, it's worth uh, following along New Britain Parks and Recreation. You know, I guess the beauty of it is it, it with one of the benefits of the COVID-19 situation is that stuff like that can 
obviously reach your local community, but I think it go it can go above and beyond that as as well. And there's an organization right here doing it right. So um, it's been great. And part of recreation is recreate. And it sounds like you're doing a, a heck of a job uh, with that so far. So keep up the great work. Lindsay, we're going to start with you because you are, uh, looks like the, the rookie of this group here. Tell us a little bit about, uh, (laughs) tell us a little bit about your journey from Stafford, Connecticut to where, you know, New Britain, Connecticut, uh, a little bit of background college and and how you ended up here at New New Britain Parks and Recreation. So I grew up in Stafford. It's like the smallest farm town in Connecticut. I graduated with like 85 people in my class. Um, So I was, you know, I was always involved in youth sports and everything and growing up and my family and my dad specifically really took a passion um, in organized youth sports. And he was always my coach, always my, my brother's coach and even my sister when she was growing up. And so I ended up graduating from Stafford in 2011 and going to the university of New Hampshire where I studied recreation management. At the time, my dad was opening up a sports facility. So it kind of just made sense that I would (laughs) roll into that. I had already been working for him um, in camps and, you know, different types of youth leagues that he was organizing. So I went to school for that. I ended up doing an internship at the University of Denver, which I loved. Um, I ran their camp there. um, And I actually was introduced to our now director, um, Eric Barbieri, who was at the time my sister's soccer coach. Oh, wow. Um, and he asked me if I'd be interested in working a summer for New Britain Parks and Rec. So I did. I came in as uh, Ashley's intern <laughs> and I worked a summer for her and the girls um, where I basically just ran around and delivered cups <laughs> And just did all kinds of stuff and went on field trips with the kids. And it was so much fun. And um, I was kind of up in the air whether I was going to go to grad school or not. I was thinking about going for education. But I didn't know what that would really realistically look like and what the timeline would look like for that. So as I was kind of tossing it around, Maggie actually approached me on if I would be interested in working after school programs. And I've been working after school programs and camps for New Britain Parks and Rec ever since. Awesome. Awesome. And then Ashley, it looks like you're next on the list at a very low 15 years. <laughs> uh, give us a little bit of, uh, of your journey. You're from New Britain, you went to Central Connecticut, English major, and then a minor in psychology. How the heck did you end up in <laughs> Parks and Recreation? So yes, I'm from New Britain, graduated New Britain High School. Um, so I went to college as an English major because I wanted to become a teacher. So I wanted to be in the teaching program. However, I started working for Parks and Rec when I was sophomore in high school. Um, I was 15 years old. So we start hiring at the age of 15. And this was my first job. Um, I actually interviewed to be a camp counselor, but took school over that. I went to a summer program and then ended up becoming like a part-time staff person in the department with um, parking when the rock cats were around. (laughs) Um, And so after that, um, once I hit college, that's when I actually started working for the after school program. And um, I started out as a group leader for like a half year and went straight into a supervisor position. And 
went from elementary school to working with middle school to back to elementary school. So once the program coordinator job had opened up here, I was offered the position and for a while, um, I worked alongside Maggie and Megan, and then we welcomed Lindsay onto our team. So for the record, I never, I never referred to her as my intern. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for the record, that is a title that I gave myself. (laughs) All right. It sounds good. I don't know if I'm buying it there, but no. (laughs) Um, The next person in order of years in New Britain would be Maggie, almost 21 years. And again, like Ashley, uh, uh, I think a little bit of a different track with psychology from Central Connecticut State University. Give us a little insight as to your journey from, I guess, that track in college to what, what you're currently doing now. Right. So I started off in college or even as a child thinking I was going to be a teacher. And then at some point I, uh, I thought, I don't know if that's the right path for me. I'd always worked with children, um, whether it was babysitting or in other recreation departments. Um, And I just thought informal education or informal exposure to kids was kind of more of the path for me, but I didn't know what that meant. So uh, at some point I changed my major, um, went into psychology because I loved it. And um, I had been working in this department uh, with the after school programs. And I enjoyed it. And I graduated from CCSU in 2002 and spent the summer just working in the office and just kind of getting a feel for what everything was like. And when a job position had come up with the after school program, um, I applied and got it. And so I've been doing um, that job for 17, almost 18 years now. And so, you know, worked my way, worked my way up to, um, you know, being the, the full-time uh, program coordinator who oversees all of the, the camp programs, um, all of the after-school programs and, and other stuff that kind of comes our way. So, um, and I've been doing that for, you know, uh, that long. Um, I enjoy this field of work. Um, I'm, I actually found myself in the place I should be um, because I am doing informal education, which is, I guess what I wanted and, and just didn't know how to get there. And I somehow did find myself there. So um, that's a little bit about my journey. That's great. And it sounds like you took, kind of took advantage of an opportunity that you maybe didn't think was there and look what it turned into. It's a beautiful that's thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, last but not least, Megan, another, uh, and oh, before I go to Megan, Meg, are you from New Britain originally as well? Uh, I lived in New Britain, um, but if somebody were to ask me where I grew up, I would say in Berlin, Connecticut, which is just next door. That's right. Next door neighbors. And then another New Britain native, Megan Dowling. Megan, almost 23 years. All right. Like like Ashley, your your first job. Uh, Give us a little insight in that, uh, that journey for you. So this was my first job. I was a junior in high school. All my friends were applying for the after school program. I was like, all right, I'll do it. I had this desire, I think similar to the girls, of being a teacher one day, right? So this would be a really nice uh, pathway to to get into that field. So I did it. I was a middle school after school program group leader at Roosevelt Middle School for two years. It was amazing. I then became a supervisor. Um, Very exciting, all happening in, in a very short amount of time. I was a Uh, just out of high school becoming a supervisor. 
I then became a camp director also right out of, of high school. So I saw two different sides of this department. So I saw a lot of the, what I was, what I was first exposed to was after school yeah. and then jumping into that camp side of things. I never worked summer camp as a group leader. And um, that was very, very interesting, different world, different dynamic. I took a ton away from that whole experience. <laughs> um, I, I went to CCSU for a while. It just, it wasn't for me. I, I, I wasn't the traditional student. I, I, I thought I was going to be a math teacher, FYI. I don't love math that much. <laughs> um, so I took some time off. I ended up working in the office on a part-time slash full-time basis, not as a full-time employee though. Okay. Um, continued to work as a camp director for three years. Um, again, the, an opportunity kind of came up uh, through the department. A position, a full-time position opened up. I applied for it and was very, very grateful to, to get that position. And I've been doing it ever since. I, it's, I love this job. It's my first job. <laughs> Not going anywhere. And, and one of the great things about any time I get to either work with or just, you know, spend some time with the, the New Britain Parks and Recreation Leader, it's, it's awesome to see people who have been doing it for so long and not only that, doing it well with such passion. And that's uh, one of my favorite parts about engaging with the four of you is that it's never dry. It's never dull. It's always with smiles. It's always with, you know, I think the best interests of the community on, on mind. And we have four very established veteran leaders there of the after school and the summer program. So off to a great start. Maggie, I'm going to put, the, put this next question out to you. Uh, give, uh, give our listeners a little insight into, you know, what the goal or what the mission of New Britain Parks and Recreation is and what are some of, outside of the after school programming and the, the summer camp experiences, what are some of the other initiatives that you're, you know, you as a team are responsible for to kind of live out that mission of serving the community there? Okay, so you know, our, our mission statement as it is, um, is very general, right? And so it's um, to provide the best parks and recreation programs uh, in the state of Connecticut, kind of a general mission statement, but it's something that still drives us um, because we do want to provide the best. Um, we've got amazing parks here in the city and they are parks that we continually invest in. Um, we're always looking to improve them, to build something new, to be able to serve our community in the best way possible. And when we get into it and we have to pick out a playscape or something, we're all in picking out colors and features and looking at a lot of different um, options that are out there. So we really put a lot of thought into our parks and really making sure that those are great places for people to go and recreate. And they're really busy, busy, awesome parks. Um, our recreation programs, besides the four of us who do out of school time programming, um, there are also a few other recreation programmers here that do our piano lessons and do all of our um, sports development type of programs. Um, we have a really awesome basketball league and that is well managed and really popular. Uh, we also have our aquatics division. So we have um, at least two pools here in the city, but we've also got splash pads. And so 
we try so hard to offer the best for our community. And when people ask, um, who do you work for? What do you work for? I say, I work for the city of New Britain. I yeah. work for the, the people of the city of New Britain because when we set foot in this office and we start doing that job, it's to benefit um, our families, our kids, and our customers, the people that we see um, using our facilities and our programs every single day. And we've built so many great relationships with our community uh, members here that we're seeing a lot of the same kids um, year after year, program after program. They know us. And a lot of those kids have become our staff. And then those staff have gone on to become parents who then have their kids in our programs again, or their staff who um, have moved on and they're on um, a similar professional uh, track that we are. And so they're working in our school district. And, and so, um, you know, we're not just developing our, our, our littlest customers. We're also developing our staff too. Um, to help build them into great citizens and people who are employable and um, really great people and try to, to build them up and support them. That's great. And, you know, when leadership is such a, uh, it's not something you can necessarily like take a test and measure. There's all, you know, there's all different, uh, you know, analytics out there on how to, you know, determine, you know, how somebody leads or how well they lead. If you're in recreation, right? You want to know if you're doing a good job leading. And this goes to the four of you, but also I think you're, you know, the New Britain, the entire team there, the re getting young ones to come back program after program or year after year, getting the young ones to turn into uh, leaders in training and then eventually staff. And then, you know, maybe from part-time to full-time staff. So that's, you know, if you're in this field and you want to, you know, measure how well you're doing it, uh, that is a, a great, great sample to look at for sure. Um, Lindsay, you went from, we'll do the air quotes here, from the the intern, the cup chasing intern, field trip managing intern for Ashley. I'm laying it on pretty thick right now. Oh, yeah. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> to, um, to joining the team. How was it for you? What, what was the, was there a deciding moment? where you're like, this is the group I want to work with? Or was it, you know, give us a little insight about how you came to that decision to say it's a summer, summer job or internship. And now, you know, this is something I could see myself doing for a little bit longer than that. Um, I think for me, I've always just been looking for what my next challenge is. And I, you know, spent my summer in this office and it was so warm and so welcoming and the people were so great. Um, you know, I, I made relationships with, um, the girls I worked with, but also the other programmers here were just, they were excellent. And, you know, our meetings were fun and everything that we did was just, it was inviting, but the, the challenge for me, which was so appealing, um, was I've never, it was such a different clientele that I was now working for. Um, I was developing programs for, not the like the bougie uh, parents from Denver or the you know the parents from Tallinn. I was now working for a community that really valued the programs that we put forward, and the intrinsic reward that comes with that is just far outweighs the job that you do and the paycheck that you receive. Um, so it was 
with all of that, it was such a, a job that I really wanted to do. And I felt passionate about coming in every day and providing these programs and, and working for the community. That's great. And it's such a, you know, important part of leadership is it's not necessarily about you or how loud you can talk. Well, it's definitely not about you and how loud you are, how well you can command a room. Great. Those are all parts of it. But at the end of the day, it's about what are you doing for those that you serve? And it sounds like that was a huge motivating factor for you, Lindsay. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I, throughout high school, throughout college, um, and almost every job that I've had, I've been the loudest person and I've always considered myself to have a big personality and I was wrong. I came into this office and I was the, I was the quietest. I had to scream in order to be heard. And there were people who were always screaming over me. Um, you know, you have to, this was a really hard place to work and it was a really challenging place to work. And you had, it was tough to find your voice and to navigate how you can be heard, but how you can also manage and guide other people within that and finding your voice in, in such a loud office is it's so tough, but it was such a, it's a rewarding challenge. And like I said, I love the people who I work with. So it was, um, it was fun to, to kind of navigate. And then just to be upfront with every, there's no way anybody is stepping into a room with Megan Dowling and is going to try to claim the title of loudest person in the room. Let's be serious. And no, and that was something I learned very quickly. I would be in meetings and, you know, Megan would talk and I'd be sitting next to her. I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> uh, you knew that was coming, Megan. Come on. I did. I did. I saw it from a mile away. <laughs> um, Megan and Ashley, this one's for both of you because you're both, from New Britain, there wasn't a lot of time in between. There wasn't any time really between like finishing up high school and, and getting involved in the, the Parks and Rec uh, it, there in New Britain. As children, did you participate in out-of-school programming, like after-school summer programming with the New Britain Parks and Recreation? So I did not participate in camps or after-school programs. Okay. <laughs> However, um, my family, uh, we used our, our local pool, Chesley Pool, uh, every single summer. We did family swim every single night. Um, I did swim lessons probably from like five years old to 10 years old. So I was always in swim lessons. Um, so we, we used this department in different ways. My family also, we always went to parks and rec events. So I was a park and rec kid, but not necessarily the camper or the after school participant, but we were always huge supporters of what the city offered. So, and what about you, Ashley? Um, pretty much same here. I was not a participant. Um, I went to Catholic elementary school and middle school so we weren't provided those programs necessarily as far as like after school programs and yep. stuff like that but um we did have um we did go to fourth of july um where parks and rec always hosted we um my pool was aw stanley park my dad would get us um pool passes every year um go to pool parties so we did go to a lot of um rec events as well but yeah, once I turned 15 and I knew that Parks and Rec um, hired, I, I wanted to be a part of the community more um, and I wanted to give back. And I had a lot of friends that also applied around the same time. Um, so being from New Britain and all of us working together, um, we went through that high school experience together and we grew closer as friends. So um, sometimes it's a challenge, but 
sometimes it's so great because so many people know what I do and they can relate to the things that I do. But sometimes it's a challenge too, because those people that I grew up with, I then became a supervisor. So I became to be their supervisor. Um, So yeah, uh, growing up in the city was just, it was a great experience. And now to be able to apply that to my job now and have so much knowledge of what the community needs and wants, um, it makes my job easier. Yeah, I was going to ask that as a follow-up. And Ashley, you you touched on it there at the end. Megan, for you, as a, a child who grew up you know, kind of taking advantage of the great, you know, parks and facilities in New Britain. And now as somebody who's trying to provide those services, what's that, what's that like for you to look back on it? I was like that child or this, this family, how is that? uh, What does that make you feel like on a daily basis? I guess knowing that you're providing that type of service for a a young one or a, a group of kids. So I think it's one of the most rewarding parts about this job actually, is that I get to give back to the community that I was actually raised in, right? So this is my community and every single day for the past, I don't know, 22 years, I've been giving back to a community that I love. Um, And I think with that, so Maggie talked about like uh, park developments and things like that. Um, Being a resident here, I'm still a resident of the city. I definitely give my opinion as um, a person who works here, but also the resident side of me and the things that I've seen my entire life living here. So I remember what Chesley Pool looked like. It's no longer there, but I I have that history. Mm -hmm. And so I can contribute those thoughts and and things like that into conversations on a bigger level here uh, when we're talking about development of the city and things like that. So, but I will tell you that the most rewarding part of this job is giving back and um, seeing, we talked about like, um, I think Maggie talked about our kids that we had in the after school program from, I don't know, 1998 are now <laughs> having kids who are in our after school programs and they still are calling me, Miss Megan, how are you? You know, like it's a really cool thing to see um, that they still believe in the programming because they were a part of it and we can be there to support them through, through all of that. So it's really cool. It's just, it's a rewarding feeling for sure. That's great answers across the board there. Thank you. At Empower, we work with a lot of diff, uh, different park and rec uh, you know, departments or, or camps or after school programs in Connecticut, a little bit in like the Westchester area of New York, a little bit up in Massachusetts. Um, and then even from my personal experience, one of my first jobs was at a, you know, a, a counselor at a, a summer camp. And then I think I you know, worked my way up to like assistant you know, director at a summer camp. One of the things that I've seen at a lot of the other uh, park and rec departments that I've worked with, it's almost not as, as intense as a revolving door, but I always feel like, you know, with a lot of the other departments where if I do a, a team building event for staff training, you'll recognize maybe one or two faces out of 30 or 40. And then the next year, it's the same thing. New Britain parks and recreation in my, in my experience, and it's been, eight years do I think seven or eight years doing staff team building events at the start of the summer, maybe less roughly something along that line. It's the total opposite in new Britain. Why, why is that the case? How, what are you doing differently? (laughs) Give give us some insight into why you feel like you'll get a child who goes from after school summer camper to LIT to staff member. What's, you know, what, what are you doing over there? What's in the water in new Britain? I can touch on that one. Um, I think we value them. 
I, I think we go above and beyond and make sure that they know that we appreciate them and they're not just a summer seasonal employee or they're not just an after school program group leader, but they're someone who's contributing to the bigger picture here. They are a part of our Parks and Rec team. Um, Lindsay talked about how this place is a family. So on a, on a full-time status here, we are a family. This is my Parks and Rec family. We fight like family. We, we love each other like family. We support each other like family. So that starts from the, the top level here. That then goes down and trickles through all of the seasonal part-time staff that we have that come along the way. And we support and love them just as much as we would anyone here in the office. And I think that really goes a long way. Feeling valued at a job makes you feel really good and wants you to keep coming back. One of the other things, I keep talking about the different favorite parts of my job. So the other favorite part is really working with the staff and making them be better leaders. And I see the potential, we see the potential in our staff and we push them and we teach them. And sometimes they mess up along the way and we redirect them and we show them that they're, we're here for the long run. Um, we're, we're truly in it with them if they're dedicated to the program, the kids, um, the bigger mission of our program. That's awesome. That's wonderful. And which is a, a great segue. So we, I had the pleasure of doing some digital team building events with the after school staff um, over the past few weeks and complete, it was way, it was way out of my element. I think it was a little bit, you know, clunky and, you know, for everybody in the beginning. And we had four sessions together and I would say, you know, by about halfway through the first session, it started to feel like everybody was swinging into the, getting back into the rhythm of things. And, you know, by the fourth session, it was just a, a well-oiled machine. And um, each of those events had a little bit of a homework assignment for the, uh, the after-school staff members that were taking part in the team building event. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a few quotes and, from their last homework assignment and just wanted to get, get your sense as to how, the, how, that, how it makes you feel and, and we'll go from there. But here, here they are. So the question that I pose is wh what is the one thing or what is one thing you appreciate most about being a team member with New Britain Parks and Recreation? The first one, our coordinators go above and beyond to make sure staff is properly trained and have everything they need to do their job to the best of their ability. My experience has prepared me for current and future endeavors. Really appreciative to be employed with New Britain Parks and Recreation, the best rec team in the state. The second one, I love being a part of a team that truly cares about your well-being and expresses a level of support that goes beyond any job I've ever had. The people I've come to meet through this job are also lovely and inspiring. I couldn't have asked for a better group of people to work with. Thank you, New Britain Parks and Recreation. The third and final one, we are still being invested in and given professional development. The students who attend the program are not forgotten. We are still trying to provide fun activities they can do at home. Maggie, hearing those answers from the, these, the simple question, what do you appreciate about it? They didn't have any coaching or coercing from, from anybody in your office. How, how does it make you feel to hear those quotes from your staff members, from your team members? Well, right off the bat as a human, it, um, it makes me want to just cry 
because it, it brings me so much happiness that that is the response that they gave to you. Um, it's sweet. It means a lot to me as a person. Then as a professional, you know, it's that stuff. It's how um, I know that we've done a good job. It's not by my paycheck. It's not by just showing up every day. It's that kind of feedback and that kind of uh, reward that we get that says to me that we've affected somebody's life. We do believe that the quality of our programs is only as good as the delivery and it's the delivery by the staff. And so um, if our staff are bringing the best of themselves to work, um, then we are going to get really great programs. Um, we've set the tone for that best. Um, we've tried to lead them and tried to invest and show them what our best is and, um, you know, hope that they can see that and be led by it too. We all have different kind of personalities and, and different roles we take on, the four of us. Um, I tend to be the more uh, mom type of one. So, um, you know, it, it makes me really proud that they, um, they feel that support from, you know, the four of us on like the mom squad. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's great. Um, it, it, it goes back to, we don't just serve our littlest um, population, you know, we serve everyone here. And, and that includes our staff. Ashley, what about you? I think it's just so rewarding. Um, I think we take pride in supporting our staff, um, supporting everyone who's a part of our Parks and Rec department, but being able to be those people that even that they look up to, um, that they can see outside of their family and friends, but someone that they can actually relate to, too. Um, we want to be relatable. We want to be on the same page. Being able just to inspire them and lead in that type of way, be that positive leader for them so that they could be that positive leader for the kids that they're, they're interacting with on a daily basis. To get those response, it's not, it's not an accident, right? As a leader, you don't just, you know, decide and, 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 you know, one day that, yeah, they're going to, they're going to know we care about them, or you're not just going to luck into it one day where you just kind of guess your way and, and, you, you make this connection where you get those types of responses from your, your team members, Lindsay um, and, and Megan, I'll pose this next question to you. Maggie touched on it a little bit, kind of modeling a standard. Ashley touched on a little bit about, you know, sh you know, showing, you know, showing them that you care. What do you feel, you know, and this is the time to give yourself a little bit of a brag, a humble brag right here. Um, because uh, you know, I've expressed how I feel about what you do out there in New Britain. What do you feel you all as a team do as leaders or have done as leaders to elicit such, and, and I, I can read 20 more, right? Um, but I see in the comments here, you're going to make me cry. So I'm not going to read anymore. <laughs> what do you feel that you, you have done or you do or the things that you continue to do to get those types of responses from the people that, Sometimes you have to come down on them. Sometimes you do have to redirect them. Give us a little insight into that, Lindsay. Um, yeah, I think that honestly, we are real with them. Um, we, uh, we really try to preach to them that we are all developing leaders and no one here is a boss. I have had and I've worked for 
many people who have considered themselves bosses and they look down on you and they're unapproachable and they um, lack a lot of guidance. And because of that, you lack a lot of passion for your job. Um, and I think that that's one thing that we as a team do really well. Um, you know, we try really hard to be approachable, to let you know that if you need us, our doors are open. We're always looking to them to, and we're always saying, how can we best support you? Um, and I think that that is something that as a young staff person, I would have loved to have had. I would have looked up to a leader like that. Um, I unfortunately didn't, but I saw in this team that that was something that was really valued. Um, so, you know, it's, it, I think that that has a lot to do with it. Um, being able to break down some of those walls, especially, and, and kind of give that um, baseline for who you should be as a young professional. Um, a lot of the staff that work for us right off the bat, this is their first job. Mm -hmm. um, so developing them and giving them those tools right off the bat, this is how I lead and this is how I expect you to lead as well. That's great. What about you, Megan? So personally, I push them hard. I push them real hard. I have super high expectations, but it's a balance, right? So I want to be approachable. I, I want to know more about them. So to me, I find it very helpful to really work on building building positive work relationships with everyone on the team. Um, and so they see me as a real human being, like, like Lindsay said, um, but they also see that I have super high expectations for them um, and, and I'm gonna work with them to make sure that we meet those expectations. Um, but being approachable is so important to us. Um, they know when I, when I mean business and they know <laughs> when, it's, when it's time to have fun and, and just be a team together and laugh together. It, those things are very important to us. Um, looking for their input, valuing their input, asking for their input is also huge in creating a very positive work and, uh, relationship here. Um, Lindsay also touched on it, teaching. That's what we do. So we start teaching the minute they walk into an interview here. We're supporting them every step of the way. Our orientation is over a week long because we're trying to show them um, the right ways to do things. And they're not going to be right all the time. And we teach them even when they mess up. So those things are just really important to us. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think between your four answers, authentic, authenticity, um, you know, modeling what the standard is and, you know, holding yourself accountable to that standard and holding the rest of the team members accountable to that standard, the, the compassion, the empathy, the caring, the building of relationships, the getting to know them and, and, and taking their input. Those are all critical, I guess, leadership steps if you want to run a successful program, because, you know, there's not going to be a 15 year old high school kid coming in on their first job. That's going to be a world-class experience camp counselor. They're going to mess up, right? There's a, or a young adult coming out of college. They're going to make mistakes. If you can do all of those other things, you set yourself up in the environment to be able to provide the support, the professional development, the, the teachable moments, the coachable moments where you don't have to lower your standard, right? You're just constantly doing things that are building people up to that high standard. And that, just tremendous answers across the board there. Um, you know, I'll, I'll joke with Megan too. She, she touched on in, at, at the beginning of her answer, how, you know, the staff members know when she means business. Um, I've never seen a grown man 
cower on the phone and I forget who it was, but last summer the, there was, you know, some nerves on the zip lining trip for the LITs and, and we were you know a couple minutes behind schedule and I kept on getting the look from this particular staff member, like how much longer I'm like, we're, we're moving the best that we can. We're going to get them on the bus. And then the final look I got was this petrified Megan's not very happy. And I was like, all right, I'll fall on the sword. Tell Megan it's my fault. <laughs> so they read you like a book. <laughs> it's a good relationship we have with each other. It good is. healthy fear. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in all seriousness, it's, it's a testament to the four of you and, and the other leaders in New Britain Parks and Recreation to know that there's that open line of communication and to know that there are people that come in, come back year after year after year to be a part of what you all are doing. And it, I always, you know, I love having fun with you all, but in all seriousness, that's, that's a testament to what you all do on a daily basis to have that dynamic there. You've all been in the parks and recreation world for quite some time Lindsay like I like I said in the beginning you're you know the the rookie at the five-year mark roughly what is man Maggie we'll start with you what is the key motivator for you each day when you do something for so long it's you know there can be those moments of you know you, you just show up and you, you might see teachers who are close to not to say any of you are close to retirement but you know someone who's taught for a long time and they're they're you know, they're on the tail end of their career. They say, I'm just going to show up and kind of write out these last couple of years. What is that motivator for you that I guess pushes you and inspires you to, to do such a great job like you, like you've been doing um, and, and to continue to do so at such a high level? Uh, I think it's a few things. Um, we work with a really young population of staff. And so um with every new generation and, and new group of staff, um, they offer so much of their perspective. And if you're a leader, you're gonna listen. And so, um, you know, we, we have to adapt and change to um, how we need to run programs or um, engage staff by what people are, you know, kind of giving us for information and, and how they're taking that and receiving it. Um, the other thing is, is uh, we work with a really dynamic group of people here in this office. That's not like everybody else where, um, you know, different departments operate. Um, we don't have anybody here that drags us back, holds us down. Um, we fight all of our fights. Um, we love really hard. We play hard. Um, and, you know, working in municipality, a lot of times our, our leadership changes over um, every few years or so. So there's always a different mission. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to be flexible with changing, um, bringing the best of yourself to work every day. And, and you, you don't win them all every single time. But, you know, overall, you've got to bring the best you can to this job. It's not a place where you can come, do your time and leave. And yeah, so uh, it's interesting to hear those couple different factors that are kind of, you know, that, that motivate you on a daily basis. Uh, Ashley, for you, what's something that motivates you to, you know, beyond the paycheck? Cause I think that that type of stuff runs stale, but what's that, what's a motivating factor for you to continue to do what you do at New Britain parks and rec at such a high level? 
Um, I don't think it's ever been a paycheck for me. I think it's always been the passion behind it and wanting to do what you do. Um, I've always said that I love my job and I've never lied about that. Um, I really felt that when I had to take a time off um, from when I was sick. I, I missed it so much, like it was a part of me. So not having this, I don't know what I would do. Um, because this has been this has been the past 15 years of my life. It's been half of my life. So having that passion behind it is what really motivates me to continue to do what I do, to have that impact. That's how it really started when um, I was younger and I started out, you know, as a camp counselor and um, working at the after school program and being with those kids and having the impact on them and being that role model for the kids. Um, and now transitioning into when I transitioned into the position of a coordinator, being able to share that with the staff to be able to take on that role, to be that role model for the kids. Um, so continuing to just, I guess, make that impact and be as inspiring as possible to make everyone want to have that same passion behind it. That's great. And from what I understand, it was uh, hard to keep you away from the office when you were on, on the upswing and getting close to, to being back full time. Is that, is that true? Or is that a rumor? <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> um, I'd be here probably every other week just to say hi, because I missed everyone. I missed being here, being a part of things. It was really, really hard because when you do, when you love something that you do, so, you know, when you love so much um, what you do, it's hard to walk away from that. And so um, that was very challenging. I remember just even hearing the fact that I had to be out of work and calling the, my director like, um, I, I don't, what's going to happen? I don't know. Like, am I going to lose my job? And obviously I knew I wasn't, but just in that <laughs> moment, it was so scary because I, I didn't want to be away from here. Probably, and, and Matt, uh, Lindsay, we'll get to you next, but one of the most intimidating situations I found myself in as a facilitator and this is no BS here and I this is something I've 20 years doing this type of stuff was when I was asked to run the aquatics and camp staff competitive team building event and that was I had huge shoes to fill for uh, for a year and it was you know, I think the time we met, I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then the drive home from New Britain, it was like, oh my God, this is going to, this is <laughs> tough. And it was in my, you know, kind of bat, you know, ex experience portion of my career as a facilitator. It was the one that really got me. It was like, you know, you know, one, cause I know how, you know, you were the first person I think I, that started setting up programming um, with Empower New Britain Parks and Rec. And I know, know how passionate you are for it. And man, driving to that program that day was like, it was like, you got to get the game face on. This is a big one right here. So I, I, you know, it shows, I guess, is the moral of the story. We take pride in what we do. That's right. That's right. Lindsay, what's that motivator for you? I think that, you know, I've worked in so many different sectors of recreation. I started in a private sector. I worked in a university sector and Truthfully, when I got out of college, I was like, there's no way I'm working for a municipality. <laughs> there's just no way. Um, there's too much policy. There's too much this. There's, I, I won't be able to um, you know, run programs the way I want to run them. And I just found it was the complete opposite. Um, I really found that I was looking for a way to be the leader that I didn't have when I was a young professional, um, you know, I was coming up in camps and I kept having these directors that uh, really just thrived on putting you down. 
and, um, you know, making you feel a certain type of way about the way you're doing your job. Um, and I love that I get to come to work every day and work with a group of people that are just so passionate about bringing people up and who are so passionate about the, the kids that they serve. And, you know, it's been such a privilege to work for, you know, not only these wonderful ladies, but also, um, you know, all the, the little ones that we, that we program for and, you know, to see the staff really thrive and um, the care that we give them. So it's, that's really what the motivator is for me. It's, it's not the paycheck. It's, it's really just a passion for working with people and, um, you know, being someone who wants to bring the best out of people. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great answer. And then Megan, last but not least, what's that motivating factor for you? Um, so I think the challenge and excitement of what the day-to-day brings with its department is definitely the biggest motivator here. Um, some may look at the after-school program in camp as being the exact same thing every single year. But what they don't know is that everything is different on every single day of the after-school program. Or camp, there's no uh, similar day in camp. They all look similar, but let me tell you, we're putting lots of fires out. Uh, We're having lots of fun. All of our days look different, and all of our days bring lots of different challenges. Um, I think we continue to grow every day that we come to work here. We continue to become better leaders um, every day we continue to work in this job. I think the other thing that's exciting is that, you know, we're really working on the front lines with our community. Um, We have our staff that are really just, they're, they're just amazing. And it's amazing to work with them and to learn from them. And I think we have to look at the, the, the kids that we're servicing. They're, they're amazing. I miss them so much right now. Like what everyone forgets is that we're in, we're in quarantine right now. And I miss the faces of our staff. And, you know, we had the Zoom meetings with them a couple weeks ago and getting them all together was really exciting. They motivate me. They motivate me to be the best leader for them that I can be. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that motivate us, Dan, um, but I will say that I just love the challenge um, and the excitement that this job brings on a daily basis. That's great. That's awesome. You heard it from four people that do it right and do it really well. You, you don't get into this field expecting to retire early as a millionaire, right? To get into this field and to do it to a high level, it requires a passion for not only the, the youths that you serve and the families that you serve, but also the, the people that you're in the grind with every day. And I think Meg, Megan just touched on it there. You know, I, I liken what you just said to, you know, I was, I was a phys ed teacher before Empower, and I could go into the gym with the best freaking lesson and it's going to be perfect and everything's going to time out right. And then within 30 seconds, that day is very different from what you had planned and is even more different from the day before same lesson, different group of kids. And, you know, if you don't have that passion for those that you serve, and if you don't have that sense of camaraderie and support amongst the team members, this is probably not the route for you to take because it definitely requires those things to do it well. Because you're also veteran at the whole out of school programming and under the parks and recreation umbrella. Ashley, if you had to give uh, a nugget of leadership wisdom for either someone in this field or for someone who is interested in getting into this field, what would that be? 
I would say to, um, I guess, make sure that you do have that passion behind it. Um, that's something that really drives me. And um, if you don't like what you do, you're not going to put your all into it. And so if you have that passion to be able to um, want to do something, I think it drives you so much farther. And then Maggie, what about you? I think my my wisdom I would pass on would be to um, believe in what you you do have passion for what you're doing take yourself to work and bring the best version of you and ask the same of others awesome Lindsay and megan you can uh, either one of you can go first what's a message you would like to share with the new britain community members that you're not able to program with and interact with uh, right now during this quarantine i think disney said it best we're all in this together there are sunny days ahead, but in all serious, it, it, things are weird and things are uncertain and we'll see each other soon. Uh, the summer will be here before you know it and we'll be outside playing and having fun all, you know, once again soon. And Lindsay, what about you? I would just say to stay positive, try to, you know, really stay busy, um, stay active as best you can. Um, it's such a strange time. And in order to, you know, keep yourself sane and um, to keep yourself um, occupied, you know, just enjoy your family and be around the people you love and check in with everyone, check in to make sure that, you know, people are doing okay. Because, you know, unfortunately, we're not able to provide programs right now, but there's still um, a community that needs to be served in a community that needs, you know, attention. So, you know, it's up to the community to, to reach out to each other as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a leadership, I think sometimes is looked at, and it has to be this big project or this big action. And a lot of times leadership is about that one small little thing. What can I do for a sibling or what can I do for a neighbor that might take 30 seconds and might seem extremely insignificant to me but that action is probably extremely significant to, um, to the person that received it. And great messages there to finish things off. For those of you that are listening, this is a, a leadership challenge for everybody right now. Obviously, we have to push ourselves and um, try to do our best every day, even though the, uh, you know, we don't know what the next day is going to bring. We don't know how long we're going to be home from school or our after-school programs or summer. All you can ask for, all you can control is – did I try my best today? And we have four people that are absolutely doing that right now. And the other leadership challenge is just because you're 11 years old and you're a student who's missing after school doesn't mean you're not a leader, right? Get out there and check in on somebody, do something nice for somebody, maintain the social distancing practices and all that good stuff, but do one small thing nice for somebody. And it's amazing when you do that, it makes you feel a lot better about yourself as well. So ladies, huge, huge, huge. Thank you. It was an awesome, uh, awesome time to interview you today for the lead with empower podcast. And, um, again, I can't say it enough, what you do, what you're doing right now during this reinvent time is, is absolutely impressive. And what you do when things are normal is even more impressive. And, uh, it's an honor to to partner with you on so many different initiatives and look forward to our next in-person event, whenever that might be. I have a feeling it's going to be the best one yet oh, <laughs> out of the past eight years, but 
uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on the Lead with Empower podcast. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. You heard from four people who do a tremendous job in the out-of-school programming in parks and recreation. Um, lot, to be, lot to be learned from these four for sure. That does it for the Lead with Empower podcast. Maggie, Ashley, Megan, Lindsay, Lead with Empower did a heck of a job. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next week for our next episode. Be safe. Thank you so much to our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in. And always remember, great leadership looks, sounds, and feels different. However, there is a common thread that connects all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead, and they spend most of their time in their stretch zone. Not settling for that which is comfortable, because nothing exceptional was ever accomplished from comfort. Thank you.